Remind me at five o'clock to send Kirk the kit. Kirk the kit. To send Kurt the King, it said. Okay, I'll remind you. Send Kurt the King, okay. Oh my god, you did that through through Siri. That's crazy. God, my phone addiction is horrible. That's what we should fucking talk about. Yeah. Uh, what are we going to talk about now? So, Paulette, you're addicted to your phone? Yes, God. What does that mean? It means that, like, I will pick it up and start looking at it and realize that I refreshed my email, like, two minutes ago. Email... It's right now it's like email, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And like horrible. I hate myself. I hate the sound of myself saying that. Um, but it's interesting because as a writer, one of my mentors two years ago was like, you have to get on social media, you have to do all these things, you have to pet the pet. And so it's like I have this app called Freedom on my computer that blocks the those websites. Until 8 p.m. every night, you can set the time. Oh, really? And I tried to put it on my phone, and it's a VPN, so it made my internet slow. And like, apparently, they fixed that, and I, they're still charging me like it's six months, it's six bucks a month if you want to use it on mobile devices. And I'm paying that, and I have like, oh, really? I, so this is like a just haven't set it up yet. Kind this of is situation. an app to curb your phone addiction. Yes. And, and what's it called? Freedom. Freedom. Yeah. And it, and you can set what sites to block. What sites and what times? Interesting. So, so you could be like, don't let me get on Facebook on my phone until 8 p.m. Yes. Interesting. But also like the best time to post things is midday on Wednesdays and, you know, things like that. What you look at is if that you're true? Like, mm-hmm. Midday on Wednesdays. Midday, midweek is Wh- the best. Why is that? I think, you know, you think Monday sucks, Friday sucks. Monday sucks. Why does Monday suck, Friday suck? So Monday sucks because you get to work. You're like, Ugh, I hate work. You're busy. You're kind of like catching up. Tuesday, I think... Tuesday starts to be a good day, too, in general. Um, Then Wednesday is kind of like that lull midweek. And then Friday, people just want to, like, party and get out of work, I guess. I don't know. It's interesting because because, uh, for kind of a a similar reasoning that I had in my mind, but I had no data, I was just basing it on my own assumptions, was for a long time I was posting episodes on Wednesdays. Mm. Because I, I assume I was thinking, well... But I had no idea. I was just like, because some podcasts that I listen to when they have weekly podcasts, they do it on Saturdays. But I was like, well, mm. isn't are people like doing things on Saturday? If you look at the, you know, you could just do a Google search, and you know, I'm kind of getting into all this and how you do it, and trying to remain like a normal human and not start to sound like a tweet all the time. Yeah, just a walking tweet, tweeting things out of my mouth. Um. That you know, I just go by the recommended times. So why is it bad that you're on your phone all the time? I mean, what's wrong with that? I mean, I just hate it, and I think about how I felt in Peace Corps, and you feel so relaxed, and time seems to kind of stretch. And multitasking is really bad for your brain for concentration. So like today, I was studying and learning Photoshop, so I'm taking my Photoshop class, and then like in the middle of it, I like pick up my phone and just do that like thumb flip thing just yeah. thumb 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 yeah i actually for the very first time have a student currently that seemingly has the same problem and for the very first time in my career i've had to have a sit down with, wow. with the student you know smartphones have been out for a while and i'm sure i'm not scintillating all the time as a as a professor but i've never had to pull someone aside 
after having spoken with them a number of times. It's a matter of respect. It's respect, but it's also a professional competence in that when you're a therapist, you have to be able to control yourself. Yeah. I had a therapist, I was doing co-therapy one time. This is before smartphones, back in the flip phone days. And we were doing co-therapy with a large family. There was like six or seven people. And in the middle of the session, her phone rings. And I thought, holy crap, she doesn't have her phone on on silent? Yeah. Like, how terrible. In the middle of the session, the phone rings? So I'm I'm aghast at that. Yeah. And then she flips it open and proceeds to answer the phone. Oh, my God. And so, like, and even back in high school, when phone, for me, when phones were just coming out, I hate when someone is in the car. When you're trapped in the car with someone and they're just on their phone, it... it it like makes me so crazy. I have a high sensitivity to noise, number one. Number two, I think it's so rude. Because yeah. I'm like, I can't get away from you and your stupid conversation. And everyone would call me like old lady. And I believe in phone etiquette. I believe that there is a time and place and like where you place your attention is really important. Yeah. Right. There there are certain things that you can say are old lady about certain things. Like there used to be a time when people just hated cell phones in general. If you yeah. if you even owned one, you know, old people would be like, "Oh, what's wrong with you? You're connected all the time." Now it's like no big deal. But there's another side to that of there needs to be some pushback on some of this stuff because of etiquette. Because yeah. when when you're in a group of people that it's totally normal to be checking your phone all the time and then you enter the professional world where that's not acceptable, you need to realize, "Oh, maybe the old people have something there. <laughs> totally. And I, you know, I didn't have a, I got myself off the smartphone last year for about four months. I just had a flip phone. I went back to a flip phone and it turns out that I'm too dumb to not have a smartphone, but I'm too much of a spaz to have a smart, to not have a smartphone. What like do you mean? I, I'm terrible at directions. I'm like, if I don't have my oh. GPS, I'm like, where am I? If I'm like two blocks away from my apartment, I'm just like, ah. <laughs> and then... So you need a smartphone so for I that. So I need a smartphone to get around and it would make my boyfriend nuts because I'd be like, will you Google this restaurant or whatever? And, you know, he was like, oh my God, get a, just get a phone. It's like a self-control thing. Yeah. And this is terrible. I'm, gonna, I'm going to admit it, but it's terrible. I have a hard time just watching TV. Yeah. without looking at my phone, yeah. which is so bad. Like, yeah. unless it's a Breaking Bad level show where it's like, okay, this is amazing and I have to be looking at it all the time. If it's just like yeah. The Daily Show or whatever, I will often, and I just, and it's all of the apps that I'm most ashamed of are on like the third screen. So I have to go over to the third screen yeah. in a folder called Dicking Around so that I know that I'm just dicking around and wasting my time. <laughs> And so many writers are like, uh, Maria Semple, especially who's an amazing writer, is so against social media. And she's like, we tell all these writers, like, get on social media, but it's it's taking away from the time that you can be learning to write amazingly. Yeah. You should just be doing that. Well, the thing that I, I, I'm such a, I'm so skeptical of culture that when I hear stuff like this, I, I want to have a caveat to it, you know, because it's such a given in our culture that if you're flipping through your phone or you're flipping through your phone while you're watching TV or something, that it's a negative thing, that there's literally no benefit to it. It's, it's, it's vacuous. It's, it's terrible. Our society is going down the tubes. I'm really skeptical of, of things like that because I'm a, I'm a history buff to some extent. And at every step of our technological advance, in terms of our society, they've said that 
at every step. When when TV came out, they were saying it. Radio, books. When books were invented, they they said that it's like you know how dare you read a book when you could listen to the oh, person wow. tell story. So so there's there's always been a a pushback whenever there's a whenever there's a step forward in terms of technology. And so I'm very skeptical of that. So what, what I what I recommend people do are two things, and I'm sure you know this, is to really contemplate just your life in general. What are you doing with your time? And really think about how you want to spend your life. When you are on your deathbed and you look back on your life, what do you want to see? Is your cell phone a part of that? And what I want to say is don't necessarily say no to the cell phone because if it's not your cell phone maybe it's some other meaningless activity you know maybe if it, maybe it's knitting or maybe it's reading fiction you know there, there's I no mean, I believe there's no in that. inherent benefit to the various pastimes that people have and cell phones mm. i mean and, and at the very least a cell phone what you're talking about is actually creation. You're creating something. You're you're tweeting. You're you're connecting with people. You're not just you're not just watching TV. It is just a tool, and I believe that we all have to take responsibility for the design of our own lives. Right. And I believe that I've lost a little bit of control over that. Like okay. just this morning, I woke up, and every morning I wake up, and I immediately just look at Facebook, and that just kind of wakes me up. Mm-hmm. But it's so many voices in my head in the right. morning. You know. So that's the contemplation part of is. What's the effect of this have on me? Does it give me what I want? Because it's totally possible that it's actually bringing you down. It might even be ruining your sleep to some extent. It might make you less connected to people around you, but it might make you more connected to other people. Mm. This morning was my birthday. I think, did you text me this morning as soon Mm -hmm. as I woke up? So that was nice. I knew you were waking up. So that was a part part of, of your morning time and my morning time and involved your phone and... There, I'm sure there are other people you know that have birthdays, and you say happy birthday to them. When, you know, so there, there are definitely good things about it. And so I just want people – so first thing is to contemplate. The second thing is to gain control somehow in terms of what you want in your life and to not just bounce around from thing to thing and then one day you die <laughs> and you look back or you're about to die and one day you look back and you say, geez, I never really thought about how I was spending my time and I feel like I wasted a lot of my time. That's why I think it would be really nice for me to have – so I thought that I could use this website called Hootsuite to post at any time on Facebook. But if I if my if freedom is blocking it, then I can't post. So that's a little troublesome. But um, I'd like for it to be like a half an hour window, like 8 p.m. to 8.30. It opens. I can like – look at stuff and then that's it you know yeah because right now it's it's compulsive and it's all the time it's really bad like i feel like if i saw a report or like if someone was like look this is how much time you spent on facebook this is how many times a day you checked it i would be absolutely shocked and i have so many people in my life who are just like oh i just never check my email or i'm just like email facebook twitter instagram email facebook twitter instagram it's so bad yeah it's really bad yeah it's like biting my nails (laughs) Yeah, so that's another thing is it could be related. It could be a compulsive thing. <laughs> it could be a way to avoid something. It could be a way to distract. It could be a dopamine thing in your brain where every time you check. Because the thing about cell phones or just all the social media in general that has an effect on the brain is when they do experiments on chickens, <laughs> and it's true for and, and rats, and it's true for humans as well, when you have a reward schedule that rewards you randomly at 
different times, then you t- it tends to reinforce that behavior to the point where you you it it increases it. So, if if for instance, and and the social reward from the phone can be so great, you get a like, or you get ten likes, or you get a hundred likes, or you get a comment from from Dan Savage or something. Oh, know? don't even tease me. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, the the amount of of wonderful chemicals that will soak your brain in that moment is real. And if you get those every now and then and it's random, that produces a compulsion to check. If you get a reward every single time you check it, it actually doesn't help as well as if it's random. And mm-hmm. that, that's mm-hmm. what social media does is it's, it's, it's random but frequent enough. Imagine if your cell phone never gave you anything good. You would never check it. But it gives you enough good things but randomly <laughs> that it actually creates this pathway in the brain it's like an itch. It's like, wow. I must check. I must oh check. God. I must check. The other interesting thing is when it makes you feel bad. If you see pictures of like someone was at dinner with another friend and you're just like, why didn't they call me? Oh my God. No one likes me. And then I had my first situation where someone tagged me to write about how much they didn't like my article. I'm like, Oh, you really made sure that I saw that comment, which is like how, you know, it's interesting when you're kind of a quote emerging as an artist, you go from like, all your friends are reading your stuff and just people you know to like strangers and it's a stranger yeah. tags the author. They're not really yeah. thinking about that that author, I liked it. I thought it was funny. I'm just like, oh, yeah. you know, and so especially now on social media, a lot of times artists and writers are made to feel very bad about their stuff. Yeah. That is a really big component of it that scares me a lot. And I think that I have to block that out and devalue that in my life and not be so attached to it. Right. in order to write the things that I really need to write. As the podcast has progressed and attracted more and more attention from various people, including people that will write terrible things, I've had a progression, and I'm still on the road, in terms of being able to cope with all that. And I, and I feel like I'm definitely at a much better place than I, am, than I was in the beginning. Uh, there was a time when those bad comments would just destroy me mm. for like a few days. Yeah. And now I'm so used to it and I, I, but, and what I've done in my mind, and whether or not this is correct or not, is when it's past a certain threshold where it's like clearly abusive and trolling, mm-hmm. I see them as an extremely insecure, troubled individual. They did a study and found that internet trolls suffer from narcissism, Machiavellianism. Machiavellianism. Um, yeah, the, 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 the big five. Or the, the, no, the terrible triad is, or the, what's, the dark triad. <laughs> the dark triad. I should yeah. know those. Languages. Yeah, anyway, it's, the it's, terrible triad. I like that one. <laughs> it's three different character traits that are, tend to be dark, shall we say. But anyway, the, the point is, is to contemplate, really think about it. And we're not any different now than we've ever been. You know, 10, 20 years ago, it was TV. People were just watching, and people still watch a lot of TV. But you don't hear a lot of people saying like, oh my God, I watched five hours of TV today. It's so terrible. I need to like, people just watch TV because it's just a part of our culture. In another 20 years, people will be, some people will be checking their phone every single second and no one will be ashamed of it because it'll just be normal. It'll just be like a Terminator feed over your eyeballs for you to see. <laughs> and so at any given time in history, it's important for us to contemplate the meaning of our lives, the meaning of our actions, the purpose of our lives, what we want to do with our lives, what, make, what's, what makes this a meaningful life, what's, what is my intention, what do I want to be my intention, and to try to manifest that. Make and if you board. don't, 
What? Make a dream board. Have a personal mission statement. And if you if you have trouble <laughs> manifesting that, then finding a way to get there. I so I like half believe in all that stuff and half I'm like, oh God, this is so cheesy. But but the thing that often gets left out is maybe part of our mission in life is to have fun and yeah. and to be on the phone. What people will often go to is, well, obviously on my dream board, I'm not going to put check my phone every minute, yeah. but maybe it is. There's nothing wrong with checking your phone. There's nothing superior or inferior about reading a book or watching TV or going fishing or going hiking or checking your phone. Those are all just cultural notions. You'll definitely hear stigma around one or the other, but there's, there's nothing inherently... The only thing that's inherently bad is when you're purposely harming another human being. Yeah. I think there's a depth to experience, though, that, for example, I uh, was in a situation where Fox News was on for a few hours the other day, and like there's some, for example, television is just a tool, and you can watch through television, you can watch something that means almost nothing, that gives you no feeling, that's a bunch of words but no meaning, like Housewives of New York or whatever, and you're just like, it's totally fake, it means nothing, it's totally about people's egos, and it makes you feel bad about your own life because they have a lot of money. Or you can watch a piece of art like Breaking Bad or like The Wire. You know, I mean, there's, yeah. it's just, you can look to the depth of your experience, and I think a lot of what I have going on on my phone I know is shallow bullshit. And if that's your experience, then go with that. But I'll say, and I'm not a Fox or Real Housewives watcher, so, you know, take that. But I will say that I would never judge someone for, for doing that. And to put the word depth to it is a value judgment, right? I mean, obviously, depth is preferred over shallow. Maybe when someone watches that, it might not be deep, but it might be very meaningful to them. Or I will say that I believe in a balance of lowbrow and highbrow. Sorry, yeah. And again, that's... But the point. the point is, is that we need to uh, be contemplative and not judge ourselves. And we have to realize that, especially for us privileged Americans, the vast majority of our free time is spent on meaningless things. And we're so lucky to have it. I mean, for the love of God, we're so lucky. It, like, we, I try to use my opportunity in the way that I think of like my Paraguayan family or, you know, it's like if they were, we can't feel how lucky we are every day, right. but, I try to remember how lucky we are every day and to use that. Like we're alive. Do I want to be looking at someone else's vacation photos who I don't even know or like getting mad about someone being racist on Facebook? Yeah. Yet when I see my best friend's kids on Facebook, I'm like that for me is like, oh, like I'm so glad that I got to see this little moment in their lives because I love them so much. That's right. And to just the, the Real Housewives thing, maybe you watch it with your family and you make fun of them. And that's a real <laughs> it's a real bonding moment with your family. Yeah. So there's a lot of different purposes to all of these it's things. It's like a guilty pleasure. I mean, when my one of my best friends up here in Seattle was on maternity leave and I was working from home, she came over one day and we watched like three hours of Keep Me Up with the Kardashians and right. I freaking loved it. it and there's funny. nothing wrong with pleasure and there's nothing meaningless about pleasure. It can be meaningless, but it's just important for all of us to contemplate what we're doing. This is the Psychology in Seattle podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kirk Honda. I'm chair of the Couple and Family Therapy Program at Antioch University, and I'm also a licensed therapist. I'm Paulette Perhatch. I'm a writer in Seattle. Well, that does it for another episode of Psychology <laughs> in Seattle. I intended to talk about other things, but for whatever reason, Paulette was saying just before I pressed record that she was addicted to her cell phone, and so I just said, so are you? And we just had this, you're just a font of like, topics for this podcast I all my issues <laughs> <laughs> 
please take care of yourself out there because you're awesome. <laughs>